Sans the alligators. Yeah, well, the the alligators, you know, got to eat too. Right. That's a joke. That's a joke, That's everybody. A joke. <laughs> but yeah, you got to watch out for the alligators. But I haven't figured out a way how to legally put them in jail yet. Yeah. <laughs> another kind of free form rock and roll. Make you goofy solo, maybe want to tap a toe. Just another kind of free form rock and roll. Make you goofy solo, maybe want to tap a toe. Woo! Yeah. I do want to open it with this, though. This is a podcast. Anything you say can and will be held against you. Good. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Understood. So welcome to Polkcast, Polk State College's official podcast. I'm your host, Madison Fantosi. And I'm your co-host, Leah Bartholomew. Today's guest does not need an introduction. Listeners, you will recognize his voice instantly. However, his background and accomplishments are important to share as we delve into this very special Polkcast with one of Polk County's most renowned leaders. Sheriff Grady Judd joins us to share about his 50 years with the Polk County Sheriff's Office and how it all started right here at Polk State College. Sheriff Judd went on to earn bachelor and master's degrees from Rollins College. He is also a graduate of the FBI National Academy, Senior Management Institute for Police, FBI Law Enforcement Executive Development Seminar, and the FBI National Executive Institute. In addition to being named a Polk State College Distinguished Alumnus in May 2003, Sheriff Judd is a member of the Polk County Public Schools Hall of Fame and a recipient of the Boy Scouts of America Distinguished Citizen Award. He has also served as president of the Florida Sheriff's Association and the Major County Sheriffs of America. Welcome, Sheriff Judd, and thank you for joining us today. Well, it's certainly my honor to be with you today. Awesome. Well, it's safe to say that our listeners know your story or at least pieces of your biography, but they may not have known that you are a graduate of what was then Polk Junior College. So will you walk us through your time growing up in Lakeland and what inspired you to start a career in law enforcement? Well, absolutely. I was born and raised in Polk County and specifically in Lakeland. I love Lakeland. I graduated from the Lakeland High School in 1972. I can tell you at the time I was very frustrated with high school. I made good enough grades just to graduate because I thought high school was in the way of life. I already had my goals planned out. I worked for the ambulance even during high school part-time, and then I wanted to work for the sheriff's office and ultimately be a deputy and eventually be the sheriff. And here I was stuck in high school. So there, it was very frustrating to me, but even though I graduated just barely from high school, the next week I started Polk Community College part-time in their police science program. Because even though it wasn't cool to have a college education then, I was visioning for the future. And I thought, heck, if the college is offering a police science program, it must be important. So I signed up and I started down the path of college at Polk Community. Now, that was a shock to me. And let me tell you why. In high school, we had to tuck our shirt in and wear a belt and we had to behave. There was no low riding pants. There was no body shirts you had to, like, follow the rules. My very first class when I walked in at Polk Community College was a sociology class. And there sat a guy in cut-off shorts, okay? <laughs> short, short. 
no shirt, no shoes, with a monkey sitting on his shoulder. He was in class. And I looked at that and thought, wow, have I graduated. <laughs> I mean, we would not even allow him to walk on a high school campus looking like that. And here I was in class with him. So anyway, make a long story short, I did my first two years part-time at Polk Community College, and that's where I got my start. The professors truly energized me. And for the first time in my academic life, the classes that I was taking, for the most part, I had some math and earth sciences that I scratched my head over. But for the most part, the classes that I was taking was directly related and teaching me things in the profession that I wanted to go in, and I loved Polk Community College. That's awesome. Well, you touched a little bit about like what it was like to be on campus walking in from a high school student to then like this college community. Can you tell us a little bit about what it was like on campus at the time? Were there student events? Was there a lot of like social things happening? You know, there really was. I was not involved in them because I was engaged to be married to my high school sweetheart. Aww. And we went to separate high schools together. I tell everyone I'm from Lakeland. She's from Auburndale. Do y'all know why I married an Auburndale girl? Because the Lakeland girls knew me. <laughs> nice. My wife says, don't say that. <laughs> but I, I cut up. I met my high school sweetheart working for the ambulance service in Winter Haven. And she was a cheerleader and the president of the Sevenettes, which was the civic club in Auburndale. And I thought, golly, this lady is so much more intelligent than me. If I can convince her to marry me, what an awesome opportunity. I'm from Lakeland. My family's from Lakeland. She's from the central and east side of the county. Her family is from the central and east side of the county. That's perfect for politics. Oh. Now I got somebody who knows someone, everybody, every place, so when I run for sheriff. But in any event, that's, that's how it all started. And, and here we are today. What was it like working on the ambulance and going to school? How did you juggle that? Because a lot of our students are doing the same thing with a job and going to class. Sure, it's tough. It's really tough because on, in July, the sheriff then hired me. And so I was working a midnight shift and a rotation to a day shift and an evening shift. And the classes weren't as forgiving as they are today. They had night classes and day classes and that was it, and you had to figure it out. And you didn't always have a day class to back up a night class. You had a ton of online class options too, right? Zero, <laughs> yeah, what, what online? There was no online. But Polk Community College worked really, really hard with this new workforce coming in to, to help us, and all of a sudden, we had classes that mirrored themselves. So if you went to a night class, and got moved to the night shift, then there was a day class that you could go to as well, usually by the same professor or at least the same topic so that, so that you could not lose your, your class time. Polk Community College then as now was very economical. When I first started, my dad was a working man. He didn't have much money. I was so poor I couldn't even pay attention and he paid for my first two or three college classes, and then I figured out 
that there was this thing called Law Enforcement Education Program, LEAP, from the federal government that, that would provide funding if you worked in the criminal justice system after your class and ultimately your degree was complete. So if it weren't for Polk Community College and its affordability, I couldn't have gone to college. And I will be forever grateful for now Polk State College, which was then Polk Community College and before that Polk Junior College. I will be forever grateful for the opportunities that college gave me and the seeds it planted for the future. There is a photo that is going around of you when you were like a, a little toddler and you have a little badge on. So did you always envision being a sheriff? Was that always sort of, or law enforcement? Sure, I, I, I think it's a God thing. I believe in, I have a strong faith in Jesus Christ and, and God. And I believe that that was my mission field. There's never been a time in my life that I didn't want to work in law enforcement and ultimately I wanted to be the sheriff. I can remember telling one of the guys that I worked with on the ambulance when I was a kid in high school, he used to be a dispatcher for the sheriff's office. And I remember distinctly on one occasion, I picked up the, the radio in the ambulance, the microphone and said, car one, 1051, we were going to a call. And he looked at me and said, you know, only the sheriff gets to say car one outside in the real world, this is Ambulance One in this small company. And I told him, one day I'll be saying Car One because I'm going to be the sheriff. And that was in high school. So truly, I, I believe this is my mission, Phil. I love helping people. I love making a positive difference. I love keeping people safe. I really like helping those that are less fortunate, that really want to do well, but they need direction and they need help. And I get to do that every day through my deputies. You know, I get a great deal of credit because I'm the sheriff. But all of my successes are directly related to someone else. My parents, my wife, today the wonderful men and women here at the sheriff's office that deliver customer service with a sense of urgency, who have that passion in their heart. I tell folks, I get far more credit than I deserve. I coach, I coach every day, but it's the wonderful men and women here at the Sheriff's Office that deliver that customer service and help those people in time of need. So we just all work together because we love this community and we love the people in this community. That's awesome. So can you share with us how the Sheriff's Office has transformed over the last five decades? When I started to work for the Sheriff's Office, to give you an idea, we did not have employee numbers. And about a year into my employment, they assigned us employee numbers. So understand I had one year seniority. My employee number was 61. There were probably at the time, 100 employees at the Sheriff's Office. Today there's almost 2000 employees at the Sheriff's Office and our numbers are in the 9,800s. So my number is 61. The new deputies are probably 98, 80, 98, 70. I've seen us go from a sleepy little small country sheriff's office to the most professional law enforcement 
organization in this nation. We have 10 professional accreditations. We are recognized all over this nation for our professionalism. And I have got to be a part of that. I've got to, I've had the opportunity to live that as we grew from a small country sheriff's office to the most professional law enforcement agency in this entire nation. So for that, I'm, I'm grateful. So I've seen it from very small to very large. Now they did a good job back in the day, but back in the day, law enforcement wasn't like it is today. There weren't the expectations on law enforcement officers, but there wasn't the accountability. There wasn't the responsibility. And today it's the entirely different organization. It's entirely different today the way we deliver police services as, way, as compared to the way we did it way back in the day. Seems like it's, I mean, it's hard to compare, but it seems like it's a lot more stressful now too with all of the media, social media and regulations and everything. So seeing all the stress that you guys are under at all times, how do you decompress? What do you do to kind sure. of like back away from your job for a sure. minute? First, it's important to say you're right. This, this is a lot more violent society today than it used to be. And the reason for that, people had respect for each other more often and respect for law enforcement than as compared to today. So we used to be able to tell someone you're under arrest, get in the car, and they would get in the car. Very rarely did we have to fight with someone to get them into the car, and that's not necessarily true today. People want to do what they want, when they want, and the fact that they're violating the law makes no difference. So the st stress is greater, and the accountability is greater. You think about all of the pressure that we're under with social media and with national media saying ugly things. You know, we had this wokeism defund the police and all of that sort of thing. Now, it didn't come to our community. Our local community, who we love and loves us back, we're bringing signs to put in our district stations and our police stations saying, we love law enforcement, we love you. They were bringing us food to the stations. They were buying deputies' meals. So while we saw that national agenda that it didn't come here, and I'm grateful for the wonderful people of this community. And our college teaches wonderful people in our community. But it is a stressful job, and my, my primary hobby is photography. I love landscape and nature photography. Anytime I can be on the water or out in the woods with my camera photographing nature, it is a wonderful day because you can't focus on taking a, a, what I call creating art. It's not just taking a picture. It's not just snapping the camera lens, but it, it, is, it is the composure of the film. And uh, see, I'm, I'm dating myself. It's not the film anymore. It's the digital age, but I took photographs with film too. But you, well, you can't compose your shots, set and wait on the little birds or animals you want to photograph, and be churning work at the same time. So nature and wildlife photography, that's my primary hobby. Beautiful. Really cool. 
Is this some of your work here on the wall? This is some of my work. Okay, just so listeners know, we are in the conference room at the sheriff's office and we have these beautiful photos on the wall, so really cool. And, and it saves the taxpayers money because- <laughs> Love it. You I don't have I to give, pay the artist. I give them the art. And then, <laughs> it's and wonderful. It's no cost. <laughs> So Sheriff Judd, will you share with us, and you've kind of touched on this already, but how did Polk State give you the foundation to build your education and career? Sure. The interesting thing about Polk State College, now as then, it focuses on what's the needs and the desires of the community. Do we need nurses? There was a, a wonderful nursing program way back in the day, and it's still a wonderful nursing program today. So what's the needs of the community? What are the needs of the community that needs a college education? So they had a police science program. And so what we found, the community college fits the niche, or the state college as we know it now, fits the niche of how can we create higher education, put more tools on people's tool belts, that are important in this community. And that's what Polk State College does. What motivated you to continue on a higher, higher levels of education and training? I didn't want anyone to have more education than me in this discipline. I wanted to be one of the few that was able to have a bachelor's and a master's degree and work in law enforcement. Because back in the day, unlike today, that was a rare event. So once again, there was federal money available. So when I completed my time at Polk Community College, we had three choices. There was a, there was a grant program that allowed, allowed us to go to the University of South Florida or to Rollins College in Winter Park or to St. Leo, which is in uh, just outside of Dade City. Well, Rollins College is a very elite, upscale private school. It's the furthest drive. So while the few of my colleagues, for the most part, they were going to USF or they're going to St. Leo because it was closer, I said, I want to go to the most prestigious elite school, so I made the longest drive. I completed my undergraduate with a 12.0, which instead of a four-point scale, they had a 12-point scale. I'm sorry, I had an 11.263 in my undergraduate. I stumbled in one class and got a B. And then when I went on to do my master's work, I had a 12.0, straight A's that time. But I wanted, I wanted to better myself and I was smart enough as a kid to go, I am getting to go to a college that the yearly cost to attend here is double or triple my salary. There's no way in God's green earth that my family could have ever afforded to send me there. And my mother and father were wonderful, hardworking Christian people and they gave me the foundation that allowed me to be successful. But economically, I could have not done that. That's why when I hear people beat up the federal government, is it perfect? No. Is it the best in the world? Yes. Did they give me the opportunity? Yes. So it took me like nine years, almost 10 years, 
to get a master's degree because I was going nights and weekends. And back in that day, occasionally I would run into a supervisor that would intentionally schedule me when I was supposed to be in class because he, at the time he, we didn't have female supervisors in law enforcement then, didn't want me to have a college degree because I was one of the college kids. But I pers persevered just like everyone else did. But there were very few of us. But I got my first reward. I finished school like in December. I didn't walk until May. But I finished school in December and Florida Southern hired me to teach in their criminal justice program in January. And it was because I had my master's degree. Wow. So I, I started teaching the term that I, the term after I finished at Rollins, and I and I taught part time for the next 23 years at Florida Southern, or the University of South Florida, some combination of those. I saw the need, and so that grant program, government program, went away. And I convinced one of the sheriffs when I was in the command structure for us to pay for college. So the seed that was planted at Polk State College in 1972 that grew because of the federal grant, and I say a grant, I had to work two years in the criminal justice system at the conclusion to pay, it, pay back the loans. That's how you paid them back. That allowed me to teach. My teaching allowed me to say, hey, we need to have more people do this. I was in the command staff because I did well on the test. I did well in the promotion process. So now I have been able to create an environment whereby I taught the sheriff into paying for college education. And to this day, when you come to work for the sheriff's office, we pay a full ride at state rates for your associates, your bachelor's, and your master's degree. Wow, that's awesome. Isn't that remarkable? That is. And then we pay you a stipend to have that college degree. And oh, by the way, you can't be a sergeant or a lieutenant without a bachelor's degree. We won't allow you to be a captain, a major, or a chief here without a master's degree. Does it make you smarter than the person with a high school education? No. Does it provide a lot more tools on your belt to make better administrative decisions and operational decisions? Yes. So that's one more of those seeds that started at Polk State College. And today, our folks, the overwhelming Majority, I think we're well over 50% of our organization are either degreed or in college. Wow, that's awesome. That's exciting. Isn't that remarkable? Yeah. And this is not an industry that historically has, right. has encouraged education. So, is your wife still smarter than you? Yes, she's much <laughs> smarter than me. I, I, I married up and... And you know, last September, well, last July, I worked for the sheriff's office 50 years. I like to think I'm not even 50 years old, but hey, I, you gotta go with what you got. And 
my wife married me on September 16th in 72, my high school sweetheart. We were engaged in high school. How crazy is that? That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> and we have been married for 50 years last September. And you know, she, she is my life. I, I love her a little more today than I did yesterday, than I did the day before. Aww. And that's been true for the last 50 years. So, so it's, and there's, there's not a, an hour of the day I don't think about how wonderful she is and how lucky I am that Aww. she agreed to marry me. <laughs> I'm so even great. luckier that she stayed with me after she learned, <laughs> hey, this guy is OCD about everything. <laughs> Well, that's so sweet. So, Sheriff Judd, you you know you've mentioned that Polk State planted a seed in your life, but now you've come back and you've planted so many seeds at the college. So, can you talk us through a little bit about the development of the Institute of Public Safety, and now we have our National Innovation Academy? Sure. As I, once once people have their bachelor's and their master's degrees here, and they are a lieutenant, we put them through certified public manager which is a remarkable course put on by Florida State University. Why the University of Florida, the Gators didn't do that, I don't know, but, but Florida State does a remarkable class. And, and in addition to that, we send them to finishing schools. There's uh, Southern Police Institute, Northwestern, and the FBI Academy, all outstanding police academies, what I call finishing schools. But they teach foundational information. I wanted one that was STEM-based. And as a result, science, technology, engineering, and math. So now we have an advanced class, a national program, the NIA, so that we're teaching visioning for the future. We expect you to have the, the tools to manage and lead today. But what are we going to do with technology in the future? How are we going to deliver better customer service with a sense of urgency and keep people safer using technology and thinking outside the box? And that's what this new program is. We wouldn't have it. It's always been a dream of mine. We wouldn't have it without our president, Angela Falconetti, and her team. They made it all happen. So it's one more dream come true. And the building we have over here, I asked a previous president, I said, look, we've got the first accredited police academy in the nation attached to a community college at the time. The first one. We need a professional building and she said, Grady, she said, look, I've got lots of priorities for the college, but I support that if you can get the funding. I can't derail other priorities, economic priorities at the college, but I fully support that. So I met with J.D. Alexander, who was in the Senate at the time, and I told him what we wanted to do. I said, the county commission has agreed to give us 10 acres to put the campus there. We need the money, the state money. And then JD said, I'll get you the seed money, the start money. And then Seth McKeel was in the house in charge of finances there. He said, Seth will finish it up after I term out. So we successfully lobbied for this beautiful 
police academy. And not only that, we teach our paramedics there and we train there. So it's what we have is cutting edge facilities, cutting edge training, cutting edge education, and it's at our Polk State College. It is really cool over there too. All of the interesting how the walls move and you can change the scenarios and you have the new technology where they can re like report back. And um, I was there for the groundbreaking and I actually teared up when you guys did the groundbreaking over there. It was beautiful. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? It was, it was a great day. You know, and we are truly the envy of the nation. There's very few, there are some, there's very few locations in the nation that has a training facility as wonderful as ours. Wow, that's impressive. I love that building. So what do you consider some of your greatest achievements? I think my greatest achievement is, is marrying my wife. Well, my, my greatest achievement is being a Christian. Marrying my wife, my two wonderful sons, to, to have the opportunity to serve the people of Polk County. I work for them. And, and along the way, we've talked about bringing education here and growing the organization. I have been a part of hiring what I call the brightest and the best in our business here at the Sheriff's Office along the way and watching this community grow the right way. This is a safe community and people feel safe. And we don't put up with any nonsense here. And we have an environment where people can send their children out to play in the front yard. They can walk their dog and their children around a lake at some of our beautiful lakes in the cities and the, and the county, and they're safe. Sounds the alligators. Yeah, well, the the alligators, you know, got to eat too. Right. That's a joke. That's a joke, That's everybody. A joke. But yeah, you got to watch out for the alligators. But I haven't figured out a way how to legally put them in jail yet. Yeah. So, the the bottom line is, you know, I, I'm just grateful that 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 I've been a part of a lot of of growth. I do have to tell you that my appointment to the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Commission where we invest, are investigating that horrible tragedy of monumental proportions of that evil person whose name I don't even like to speak is one of the most meaningful things that I've ever done because we have been responsible for meaningful change that keeps people safe and protects people. But at the end of my life, which I hope is when I'm about 114 or so, maybe 115, if people said he worked hard, he held people accountable, and he loved this community and kept us safe, then that's, what else can you ask for? And he loved his family. Wow, awesome. Well, what does it mean to you to be a Polk State Distinguished Alumnus? You know, that was such an honor whenever they awarded me that, and I, I felt undeserving of it. There are so many wonderful people in this county that that deserve it, I think, more than I did. I, I, I was, the fact that they recognized me was, was a true honor, and, and I'm grateful for that. But I, I'm not 
I'm not used to that. I'm just kind of, I've got a, what I call a blue collar, hardworking mentality. Just go out and work hard every day and good things happen. And that was a great thing that happened when they did that for me, and for which I'm appreciative. But I question whether I deserve such a high honor. Oh, well, what advice do you have for our students and even, you know, our alumni and graduates that are out there today? Work hard, be loyal, and good things happen. I, what I've learned along the way, and, and maybe this is a little downer, but the truth is if you show up on time to work, sober and clean in your uniform, you're ahead of about 75% of the people in the workforce. If you work hard, if you're loyal to the boss, if you do what you're told, one day you're do, you will do the telling, you'll be the supervisor, one day you'll own the company or a company like that. Hard work replaces a lot of weaknesses. Now I can tell you, if there's been a mistake made, I've made it. You name it, I've made it. But I found out if you work hard, you will be successful. If you care, you will be successful. But if you show up late and you badmouth the boss and there's no loyalty and you jump ship for a dime an hour or a quarter an hour, you'll just you'll jump, jump the bottom rungs of ladders your entire work life. But if you'll dig in, you will gather the ability to either go up the ladder of success for your boss or your industry, or you'll gather the tools to start your own business and be the big boss. But it, if you think that somebody else is gonna work hard and give it to you, that's not happening. Thanks, Grady Joe. That is very good advice that I feel like a lot of people, just simple, simple things. Be early, be on time, be professional. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Just do what's right. Love it. Well, I do have one really silly question for right. you. I'll answer that. Okay, what is your favorite Grady Judd merch? Well, I'd like to tell you that, but I don't know what a merch is. I'm old school. <laughs> she was going over which word to use the whole time. <laughs> like, uh, you got do you like your, your bobblehead, the Grady Judd pillows? Merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, once again, that's an example of your people being a whole lot smarter than you yeah. are. I never would have thought any of that. I, I, I'm blessed that we we raise money for the charity with those Absolutely. those things that we yes. give away. But I got to tell you, the bobblehead is pretty cool. Yeah. We, we have different renditions of that. He's so cool. But I'm really, I really like that sheriff on the shelf where I can keep an eye on everybody. <laughs> so it's, it's fun to do. The people, I had a lady who owns a business uh, send a text to my wife last night. She said, I made these Grady Judd cups, glasses, with his quotes. Oh. And she said, I went to wherever she went to the flea market or wherever and she said I sold out oh. I needed more so so what an honor but you know every penny of that goes into our charity so we can help those that are less fortunate so absolutely but I like it all That's I think beautiful. it's pretty cool it's so funny Samuel thank you so much do you know I, I just appreciate the opportunity to 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 break time with you all today and to, to share with your community on the podcast. 
I just want to end by saying I wish God's greatest blessings on everyone. And thank you for allowing me to serve you and to work for you. It's, a, it's an honor of a lifetime. How many people can say they wake up every day and are living their dream? I wake up every day and I'm living my dream. We thank you, too, so much, so much for keeping us safe. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I think that's a wrap. Signing off. Thanks for listening to Podcast. We've had some fun, but nothing this good can last. If you want some more, make sure you visit our website at folk.edu slash podcast. That is our website. <laughs>